Is safety really that important? Is running with scissors really that bad? Does peroxide actually expire? The answers to these questions and many, many more await you, courtesy of Emmanuel Winful, the best safety manager the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering has ever had. From West Africa to East Alabama, Emmanuel is waging a war on occupational hazards like your life depends on it. So buckle up, put on your safety glasses, and crank up the volume to recommended levels. It's gonna be awesome. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello, hello. Welcome once again to another episode of Hashtag Getting the Best Podcast in all of higher education. My name is Jeremy Henderson. I'm a communication specialist in the communications and marketing office of the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. That is such a mouthful. I was about to say, I think that's the first time you've gotten all of that right. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> that is such a mouthful. Joined by Austin Phillips, the assistant director here in the office, producer director extraordinaire Marcus Klutz, and there's some girl here at the end of the table who does something for Marcus, not sure, social media expert, Groupies. I think, something like that. Groupies. Alex Cam, Cammy Cam Camerlingo. We are joined today for the fifth or sixth episode, I do believe, uh, by with a main, by, joined with. Joined by no grammar lessons. Joined the podcast. <laughs> we're joined. We're here with Emmanuel Winful. Yes, the safety manager, the very first safety manager for the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Welcome. Thank you for taking the time here. Well, thank you too. Thank you, Jeremy. What have you done today to promote safety? Well, in uh, the college. In the college, well, as as the. As you know, like you mentioned, the first safety manager for the college, one of the first things, uh, my day-to-day job uh, is not routine. Uh, you, I can plan my activities prior to the day, but then when, when I come in, things change up. One of the first things that I actually this morning before I walked in and even opened my uh, office, though, uh, I was appro- approached by one of the lab managers that they've been receiving notification in a chemical inventory system that we have, which is called Chematics. And they have a list of chemicals that the system is notifying him that he has expired chemicals to get rid of. Um, And he, to him, there's no chemical to get rid of. So we went into the system to kind of look at what those chemicals are. And what we found out was the chemicals are actually um, peroxide formers, chemicals that has the potential to uh, form peroxides or explosive abilities. And so we had to go in and do some testing on those chemicals. We had a test strip, peroxide forming test strips to just in, actually test how much peroxide is forming within those chemicals with the potential to create that explosive risk. So uh, that is something that first thing in the morning uh, came up. It's a busy morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, peroxide and, uh, Wednesday. Yes. Uh, yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. They didn't plan for that, but came in this morning and I had to actually go in and, and, and handle it. And it was not just one chemical, but almost about 10 different chemicals that we had to test individually. Now, your dialect, are you from Hueytown too? 
No, I'm not. <laughs> it sounded very. I mean, don't don't, don't we sound alike? It's similar. Okay. I so, mean, <laughs> where are you from, Emmanuel? I'm originally from Ghana, West Africa. That's a that's a yes. little bit further than it's, Hueytown. Further. A little bit further. So, what brings you to? What brought you to the United States? What What brought you to Auburn? Yeah. Um, what brought me to the United States? My family, uh, my my siblings were actually in the United States. They actually in Georgia. And uh, right after uh, my undergrad degree, uh, my brother was like, Emmanuel, hey, you want to go do your master's? And, and he was like, sure. And so um, I came to the United States to actually pursue my uh, graduate level degree, and I have a master's in environmental health science. Yeah. So what, what brought you to Auburn? Auburn, uh, as you said, this is a new uh, position, and, and I was in a previous position at Georgia Southern University, and so when I saw this position, I thought it was it's with the College of Engineering and, and it being more embedded within the college, uh, it gave me a, it's, this position was going to give me a better opportunity to actually uh, work with faculties on a personal level to really help them identifying some of the risks within their projects, identifying some of the issues that they have in and and not coming more on the regulatory or not coming more as a someone that is trying to enforce compliance but being being that individual they can go to feel free to talk to them to me about some of their projects issues that they have in students feeling comfortable to come to me and talk about projects that they have in and, and share ideas with me uh, i thought it was a, a great it gives me that great opportunity because i always wanted to be close to faculties, researchers, and, and, and help them address those issues not, and not always come, being the person that comes in the last minute to tell them, hey, you cannot do that. Uh, so I think this opportunity, this job gave me that opportunity to do that. What inspired your passion for safety and, and to seek a career in this field? Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that it's my passion in safety actually started uh, from my childhood. I think it's, it's something more from where I grew up. I grew up in a mining town. Uh, and growing up, there was always people in the neighborhood, people that I, I knew that uh, sometimes would go to work and, and then we hear uh, family members will talk about, hey, do you know this person actually died from, from during the explosion for during the mining, trying to kind of uh, get the gold ores, uh, explosion, exposures, different things. And one of the things that coming from um Ghana which is which is a third world country um most of the things were kind of associated with uh superstitions that he must have done something wrong and so uh but growing up I, and and as I, as I went to school I kind of thought well some of these things that when I was growing up I, we were always kind of associating with uh him doing something wrong um were more with things that could have been prevented it's not uh something because of the issues that or things that he did prior to going to work uh he's getting paid back for camera kind of getting him on that so uh i thought it was it's a good way for me to get into that field and and find ways to actually educate people uh because a lot of the time and since i've been in the field as well a lot of people kind of always bring up this is common sense since it's something that could have always been prevented but uh, whenever, I, whenever I hear people talk about common sense, I think it's just labeling the issue and not trying to dig deeper into the root cause of it. So, uh, my passion has really been more about from my upbringing, all the things that I could have been prevented to save lives and, and not being done to. Yeah. So, what's one of those superstitions 
Like if someone was hurt, you know, really, really bad, maybe even died, like what, what's an example of something that they said like, you know, oh, well, this must have happened or something? I mean, is there a specific yeah. thing like, I don't know. Yeah, so what, some of the things, uh, Ghanaians are really religious. Uh, uh, when I talk about religious, we have the Christians and then we have also people that believe in uh traditional lesser gods and things like that. So people uh, in Ghana, a lot of the time, uh, we have certain days that people might think that this particular day uh, you cannot do these kind of activities. And then so when when those kind of activities, they do those kind of activities, there is a belief that you've offended the gods. And and that's one of your punishments for uh, going to work when you are not supposed to actually go to work, those kind of things. And and then also someone might um, possibly say cheat on, on his or her wife. Let me use that as an example. And so uh, people might think, well, possibly because of what he did and he's gotten paid back for, for not being faithful or something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I said, usually when I hurt myself, it's just because I'm an idiot. You know? <laughs> didn't harm anybody. So engineering safely. I've been hearing this term uh, yes. a lot recently. When I first heard it, I'm like, oh, did they misspell safety? Yeah. yeah. And then as it explained to me, it's a really unique concept. So mm-hmm. explain to me this engineering safely term uh, that we're using around uh, the college now. Yeah. So um, this is was through a conversation that I had with the dean, and, and we were thinking about what ways, because one of the uh, vision of the dean is to make the college one of the best student-centered experience uh, in the in the nation. And so to be able to do that, we have to also be able to uh, provide students the, the opportunities to be able to do research, gain those technical experience that they need. And so we were thinking, how do we still provide those avenues for students to be able to gain those technical experience, participate in research activities, co-op and all of that. And then at the same time, we want to make sure they are safe. And so as the college is is, is in, in the process of educating the next uh, engineers, uh, we want to make sure that we give them those also knowledge and, and a process to be able to uh, research, do things safely, be unique when they go out there in the industry. And that is how we came up with uh, engineering safely because as an engineer all, everything that you do has to be done safely and so uh, if we could build those kind of attitudes and perception to, towards safety into them while they are in the academic program when they graduate we are going to have graduates that are, have the core of safety within them and they will be wanting to build and design things and engineer safely so that's how we kind of came up with that yeah so what's been the reaction so far has the attitude been Good. I've been like, okay, well, this is something needed, or has it been like, uh oh, here comes like, a manual, right? Like, you know, <laughs> like I got to go into my research full throttle. I don't have time for safety gloves. I don't have time for this engineering safely. I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. Or has it been kind of like, oh, yes, I'm glad we are now uh, really pursuing this with a yeah. With a I've, I've had, I've had uh, a lot of positive uh, reactions. Um, Everyone is, is 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 wanting to do what they can in in their in their uh, in in ways possible within their lives to be able to kind of uh, 
make those possible. So a lot of the time what I have been doing is just visiting individual labs and kind of getting to know what activities is taking place within those labs and how uh, what are some of the challenges those students, faculty members are facing and in what ways I can actually be able to help them and assist them. Uh, within the college, and, and, and we created the Engineering Safely Council, and, and that is one of the reasons is, is to be able to use that council as a medium to engage faculty, students, and staff. And, and not only that, but also to be able to use that group as a, as a way to uh, come up with programs and, and, and procedures that will be something that is across board. Because one, one thing that I, when I, I started here, I did see that uh, every department has a different way of operating, even though we are one college. And so, uh, but safety cannot be different. Safety has to be the same across board. And so that's one of the ways that we want to be able to make sure that there is that consistency uh, in terms of lab procedures, shop procedures, and, and how we, we, we handle risk as a college in, uh, across board throughout the college. Yeah. What are, what are some cautionary tales, some incidents that may have happened at other universities um, that you kind of can go to to say, look, these these are some things that have happened before that we've got to be mindful yeah. of that we prevent from happening here at all. Yeah, there's, there's been quite a, a few uh, major incidences that have happened, uh, not very recent, uh, but uh, one of the biggest that made national news was the UCLA uh, incident where uh, a student died from when working in, in a research lab. Uh, and and it went through trial. The faculty member was actually found guilty and, and, and did not put in processes and procedures in place that would actually have helped to prevent that incident from happening. Uh, some of the ish, the chemicals and the materials that they use, we use the same chemicals here on our campus as well, not just on our campus, but within the College of Engineering with some of the research. So uh, those are some of the things that I usually, during my trainings and, talk, and talking with students and faculties, is, is to kind of use that as an experience. Texas Tech uh, also had a similar incident uh, with, with, where it, there was an explosion uh, a student got injured in the process, University of Florida, uh, Dartmouth University, uh, Yale University. There is a couple of other uh, big-name universities that have had incidences that uh, most of these things, a lot of the time uh, when you, uh, the Chemical Safety Board is is, 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 is an uh, agency that kind of investigate these kind of incidences. And one thing that always comes up, during throughout these incidences is that students were not or the researchers or whoever was kind of performing that activity was not properly trained, uh, was not properly giving them the right uh, instructions on what to do and how to do it and, and how to kind of notice certain kind of changes. There wasn't any kind of management of control in place. If, if research changed in terms of the quantities of if, if you're doing small-scale research and you want to kind of ramp up the, the volume, uh, or the materials that you're using, kind of having some process in place to review that to make sure that uh, those changes will not result in any kind of issue. So that is something that um, comes up all throughout these incidents that we've had. Un uh, University of Hawaii had a similar incident as well. Uh, a, a postdoc actually uh, got injured, I think lost an arm uh, through the explosion. Uh, so those are some of the incidences that we've had uh, not very recent, but uh, the UCLA incident is about 10 years. It's been about 10 years now. But it's something that uh, we keep reminding folks about because it's something that was easily preventable. 
What yeah. are what are the training sessions that you offer to the departments, to the different programs? Mm-hmm. What do those look like? What do those entail? Yeah, so uh, right now, uh, Adam, I've not been really doing a lot of training since I'm kind of really identifying some of the uh, where all of our hazards are and, and what types of training we have. I have to start creating. But risk management does offer a lot of training to faculty, staff, and students. And and some of the training that they have is lab safety training. Uh, they do provide radiation safety training, laser safety training, uh, shop safety training as well. Depending on these activities, you could work with risk management uh, to identify those training needs. And then uh, one of the things that I want to be able to do as, as within embedded within the college is to uh, kind of interface between departments, faculty, staff, and, and the risk management to identify those training needs. If, if I'm not able to provide that training, work with risk management to uh, collaborate and just develop those trainings, uh, provide those trainings to, to students, faculty, and staff as they need them. Yes. Emmanuel means, unless I'm mistaken, God with us. Yes. That's a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's that no going? Pressure. How's that going? Yeah, it's, 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 I, I think I like the name, uh, and, and I think it, it gives me, uh, God being with us, it's, it's something that I feel like it, it gives me additional protection. Uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm uh, a, a Christian, uh, and so every day when I come to work, one of the things that I pray is, is to be able, even before I leave the house, is to pray and, 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 and pray and, and, and make pray that everybody within the college and even within the university itself uh, leave, comes here and work and live better than they came in. Why do I say live better than they come in? Because I think that uh, my position gives me a, an opportunity to be able to educate people, to give them a, a different sense of looking at different ways of looking at things, that's to change their mindset. Uh, so my goal is not to let people leave uh, come here and leave uh, uh, the way they came in, but I want them to live better than they came in. So, uh, and the only way that I can do that is to be able to educate them, give them information on things that they might have think that is not a risk. As, as I educate them and give them information on things that uh, they thought it was not a risk to them, uh, they might be able to kind of apply that on their workplace and even at home. Uh, so that's that's my goal. That's powerful. I, I, yeah. I think Austin means capital of Texas. <laughs> uh, it's, there's nothing powerful to that. Well, War Eagle, Emmanuel, oh, thanks, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, Thank I, you. And, uh, this is great. For our college, this is really a powerful. Um, for any parents out there that are sending their students here, um, what a relief it is to know that we've got someone like this here uh, embedded in the college to yeah. ensure that we're performing every bit of safety measures that we need to. Yeah. I am just a little bit concerned now that you're here. Does that mean we're going to have to cancel our uh, Friday scissor relay runs? I was wondering, yeah, yeah, wondering about that. Because that's really been a staple run. of our team building. If we can run with scissors, so, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you and, can and, do. You can do that. You can do anything. Yeah, seriously. Well, one of one of the things that I always kind of want to point out whenever I meet with faculty staff is is my my being here is not preventing things from happening. I know research involves certain level of risk, and there is that uncertainty in in those risks. And so what I want to do is to be able to work with faculty staff in identifying those risks uh, because knowing allows you to be able to kind of put in certain kind of measures in place to be able to uh, deal with that risk. 
minimize that level of risk or possibly eliminate it if we can. Uh, and but not knowing you you put yourself in in a situation where you, if you don't know the risks that you are going to get yourself exposed to if it happens uh you you are depending on luck to kind of protect you or the people around you or the equipment and even the facility within which that research is being taken place so uh i think my being here and working with you all if you want to still do that uh <laughs> Um, no, we're putting our systems really, down we, now. We, 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 can, we can look at ways that we can minimize that risk. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Tide Pod Challenge? Is that, is that going to be an issue? <laughs> Thanks so much, Manuel. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, really Thank you, Austin. Why you go? Why you go?